Welcome to the Clean Simple Free podcast. It's a new month and that means that the Clean Simple Free Australia charity initiative that ran from January 1st through February 29th has reached its end. Unfortunately, the podcast hosting app I use hasn't provided me with a new sponsor in quite some time. However, I want to thank everyone who visited the Clean Simple Free YouTube channel. With your help, I was able to raise nearly $150 in Google ad revenue to donate to the Australian Wildfires Relief Fund through globalgiving.org. It's not much, but in a time of crisis, every little bit helps. So thank you so much for your support and care for our Aussie friends. This is episode 22, and it's a different topic than you're used to, but one I think you'll find helpful, or at the very least, interesting. It's about reading the energy and emotions assigned to the objects we own. Stick around. The objects we own inherently have emotions assigned to them, whether good, bad, or neutral. This may sound like a mystical or new agey topic, but once you learn to read the emotions assigned to an item, it can help to speed up the decluttering process. While this seems like it would largely apply to sentimental items and decorations, even everyday objects can make you feel a certain way. A kitchen pan that's scuffed up and always has food sticking to the surface is an object that gives off negativity. It's unpleasant to use, causes frustration when cooking, and therefore is producing negative feelings within you. On the other hand, a cutting board that's in good condition and is a size that works for you is naturally positive. It causes no trouble when prepping your meals, and as a bonus, it's just nice to look at. Both of these items are simply kitchen tools, and you may just think of them as part of your cooking arsenal, but the difference between the ease of use is what makes them either positive or negative. Not everything has to be luxurious, but items that are visually pleasing, and more importantly, do their job well, are going to bring out much more pleasant emotions within you. Let's talk about gifts or decorative items. If you have something that was given to you by an ex or someone you may have lost contact with over the years, or that reminds you of a stagnant time in your life, no matter how much you like that item, you may be totally unable to enjoy the beauty of it without having feelings of anger, sadness, or regret. If you can separate your emotions from the situation and you still love that item, by all means, you should keep it. But if it brings up feelings of negativity, it would be best to clear those bad vibes from your life by removing the object from your space entirely. Even if it's on a subconscious level, these negative feelings can resonate within us and will bring us down when viewing them in the home. There's no reason to keep something that promotes anything less than a happy environment. Things that bring positivity to your life shouldn't be stored in a cabinet or drawer, but should be displayed proudly in your home. A family heirloom, your favorite wall art, or even a book you really love can have a place of honor by arranging your home in a way that highlights the possessions that evoke the most positive emotions within you. Every object in every category of our homes contains emotions. 
The closet can be a place where you find your perfect fitting, favorite go-to outfits, yet it can also be a space where you find clothes that are too tight, too large, or make you feel less than wonderful when wearing them. For example, I had a tank top that my boyfriend got me as a gift. It had a slogan on it that was an inside joke between us, and I loved it. I wore it all the time, and it was a definite go-to piece. However, during the time I frequently wore this shirt, he was working a ridiculous amount of hours, and I rarely saw him during that year in our lives. Once we moved and I was removed from the situation, I ran across that shirt and felt some positive emotions about the cute memory attached to his reasons for buying it, but overwhelmingly, I just felt negative towards it. It reminded me of a time of stress, so I made the decision to give it away. He understood my reasons and agreed, which is rare because he tends to get more sentimentally attached to items than I do, but I think we both knew that it was a representation of a bad vibes time in our lives. Reading objects is something that can be very difficult to get the hang of at first because of these conflicting dual emotions that are sometimes attached to an item, like the shirt I mentioned. But with practice and by starting with items that you easily assign a clear good or bad emotion to, it can be easier to figure out how your possessions make you feel. This is not dissimilar to the KonMari method of seeing what sparks joy. So if you have a good feel for the spark joy method, this is going to be a pretty easy exercise for you. However, there is a key difference in reading the energy of an object. This is where I get a little new age sounding, but I promise this is actual practical advice that I've found incredibly helpful over the years. If you inherited something in a divorce or the loss of a loved one, there may still be some lingering sadness of the traumas embedded in the objects, so to speak. Of course, in instances of loss, in the time immediately following a tragedy, Even a photo that made you happy can stir up overwhelmingly sad emotions. So analyzing these objects after some time has passed will make the process easier. The same thing goes for a divorce. If the process was messy or you parted on less than amicable terms. So once some time has passed and you've dealt with the emotions involved, evaluate how you feel about the things in your home from these life changes. In the instance of a divorce, a large number of your items will be things that have been jointly purchased with your ex-spouse. Sure, you and your ex will separate your own personal possessions, but what gets divided between both parties may hold memories of going and picking out that item together. Keep the items that still bring good vibes into your life, but if there's something that gives you pause when seeing it in your home, take a moment to evaluate why you may feel negative towards this object. I'm going to use an example of a friend who went through a divorce and has a pretty good feel for what holds bad chi, as she puts it. There was a vase that she fell in love with while on a trip with her spouse. She had personally picked out and purchased this item, but after the divorce, she realized that every time she saw this item in her new home, she just felt icky. She was reminded of her ex, and once she connected the dots as to why this item she had chosen brought up such bad memories, 
To paraphrase, she said she realized that this vase was an item she passed in her home regularly during times when her ex began to get volatile and she would retreat to the comfort of her bedroom. I was so impressed by her ability to recognize that the bad memories and energy this vase held outweighed her love of the item, so ultimately, she decided to part with it. This kind of self-awareness is essential to getting the hang of this energy reading technique. The same principles can be applied in the case of the loss of a loved one, but everyone's method for sorting through what causes sadness or happiness is going to be different depending on the person and your relationship with the person who has passed on. Just take things at your own pace and don't feel forced to hang on to anything that fills you with sadness and be proud of the items you keep that fill your heart with happiness. It's time for a quick break, but when we come back, more about applying this technique to different items. And welcome back to our episode. This principle can also be applied to items that you have no sentimental or relational attachments to, such as things you've picked up at a yard sale or a secondhand store. I used to love browsing estate sales, especially during the first few years I was living on my own. From age 18 to my early 20s, I would find really cool jewelry, unique mirrors, and quirky knickknacks for my sparsely furnished apartment. On the rare day that I wasn't working, I would cruise around looking for neon or cardboard signs pointing to a treasure trove of items and would impulsively buy things that caught my eye. I did find some really cool things that I kept for a number of years, but sometimes, once I got the stuff home, it looked like garage sale fodder, or I'd feel guilty for spending money on random decorations. I never kept those items that gave me that feeling for very long, because I was just reminded of the money I wasted as a broke 19-year-old, or I would just picture those items as what I could afford, if that makes sense. I have nothing against shopping secondhand. In fact, one of my favorite places to buy clothes is Buffalo Exchange, a resale shop where you can sell and buy unique, like new, and current fashion items. It's sustainable because you're reusing items that people no longer want but are in perfectly good condition. However, I use this example of my estate sale days to show that you don't need to have a personal connection with the person that gave you the item in order to intuitively recognize that it may hold negative energy or feelings. The last topic that we haven't discussed is neutral items. I don't think anyone feels very strongly about a pair of socks or a stick of deodorant. However, if these items are in good condition and they're doing their job well, then those are items that work for you. If there's a beauty product that is expired or used up, that's something that is not useful and therefore it doesn't really have a purpose in your life. So identifying these neutral items is something that you can easily do and you can decide if they're positive or negative. Are the socks in good condition? Are the socks working for you and comfortable to wear? Then that's positive. Even if it's something you don't feel particularly strong about one way or the other, as long as it's in good condition, as long as it looks good, 
then that's going to be something that adds positivity to your life. Of course, using the example of socks, if you have many additional pairs, you may consider paring down those items a little bit, but in general, just use your own discretion and you can hone your intuition about the negativity or positive readings on items through practice, and I'll tell you how to practice. The best way to hone your intuition is to take something you know that you absolutely love and that fills you with happiness when wearing, using, or looking at the item, depending on what it is. Also, take something that you feel negatively towards and maybe is already sitting in your donation box and have those two opposite items at the ready. You can always compare the items as you go along this process. During this process, if you run across items that you don't feel strongly about one way or another, maybe that item has served its purpose and it's just something you need to declutter in general. But if you are looking for things to try and hone your intuition and going around your home and identifying those objects which cause you positive emotions and reactions versus negative emotions and reactions, you may be able to tune into this skill a little further. By simply identifying the items that really do bring positivity to your life and sitting and meditating on it and just closing your eyes for a few minutes and thinking about how it makes you feel and then contrasting it with the negative object and how that makes you feel is really going to hone your intuition. This is a more advanced practice. I definitely would suggest doing this when you have fewer objects remaining in your home. I'm currently in a situation where I have a couple of unpacked boxes that have just decorations in them, but I'm not certain how I feel about them, honestly. So in that type of situation, this would be an ideal practice, but don't worry about doing this with every object in your home. The important thing is that you focus on identifying what is simply clutter that's taking over your life and using up space that you don't need, but this also is just a really interesting topic that I thought I would discuss for today. One last thing to add, if there's an item that you're undecided on, such as a pair of socks that happen to be pilled, try using a fuzz buster on it. If it's too much work, is the item really worth keeping? If you have to steam a duster or a dress, is that item really worth keeping if you find yourself getting irritated halfway through the process? I mean, nobody really truly enjoys ironing, at least not anyone I've run into, but if you are trying to maintain the objects that you have and you find yourself just sort of getting bored with the task and you realize halfway through steaming the garment that it's not really worth keeping to you, then that's another good sign. That's not even based on this intuitive practice. That's just a really good sign that that is something that's no longer serving a purpose for you. Thank you for joining me this week. I know this was a slightly out-of-the-box topic, but I hope this will help you identify objects that could be creating negative energy in your home. 
That's going to do it for this episode. If you have questions or comments, I'm always available by email at clean.simple.free at gmail.com or on Instagram at clean.simple.free. And if you feel like helping the podcast grow, take a moment to leave a rating and review. It really does help, and I appreciate each and every bit of feedback. See you next week, and remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free.